The Islanders prepare for their next game tonight against the San Jose Sharks. We have a full preview, plus we discuss the improved offense in Game 2 and what that means going forward. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to get to on today's show, including a preview of tonight's game against the Sharks. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed, or a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the entire season. Trade rumors, injury updates, lineup moves, who's going to and from Bridgeport, If you name it, we've got it right here on the Locked on Islanders podcast. So the big thing, you know, the Islanders don't have very many seven-goal games like they did on Saturday night against the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, at at the same time, uh, the key in this one was that the Islanders were able to get their defensemen more involved in the attack. And we know that during the, you know, offseason and during training camp and the preseason, Lane Lambert was stressing that having the defensemen be a little bit more involved in the game is, you know, offensively, is a good thing, something that he would like without sacrificing defense. So far, through two games, and again, you know, we're talking about 141st of the season, so not a lot of, you know, sample size here. But so far, it seems to be working, because if you look at it, through the first two games, the Islanders have given up a a, a grand total of four goals. That places them sixth in the league. Now, again, even the game that they lost, you know, 
that they lose by a score of three to one. And, you know, so in, you know, you give up four goals in two games, that's pretty darn solid. And at the same time, they are able to score eight. And look, say what you want about the Anaheim Ducks. They're not a great team yet. They are still in uh, the rebuilding stages. But the Anaheim Ducks have some pretty dangerous offensive weapons. And, you know, Trevor Zegris being Troy Terry, those are the two that come to mind first. But they've got some players who, if you make a defensive mistake, they will put the puck in the net. And the fact that the Islanders were able to get five goals from defensemen and get only one goal against in the entire game, that's pretty darn good when you put it all together. And, you know, even the 3-1 to one loss to Florida, the offense wasn't necessarily there. But they only gave up two goals plus an empty netter. So we're not talking about a, a, a situation where, you know, the defense hasn't been there. The key for the Islanders, though, is to continue to get that extra little bit of offense with the defensemen taking what I would call calculated chances. Keep getting that without sacrificing too much defense because we all know that this Islanders team essentially can't afford to give up too many goals at this point because the seven-goal games, they're going to be few and far between overall. Now, another thing that we definitely want to talk about is the penalty kill. So far, the penalty kill, a perfect nine for nine. Now, again, two games. Not going to sit here and say, wow, this is the best penalty kill in the NHL. But I will say this. It's off to a darn good start. And there are a lot of experienced penalty killers on this team. I mean, Pelik and Pulak, always, defensively, going to get the job done. Up front, you've got Clutterbuck and Sezikis and Zach Parise, who definitely has penalty killing ability. J.G. Pajot can always contribute on the PK. You have got, you know, five or six solid forwards, but those would probably be the top four who can come in and kill off penalties. And again, you know, Florida and Anaheim both have some very talented power play players who, if you give them that little bit of extra space, they can really do damage. And the fact that the Islanders have been perfect on the PK so far, including a five-on-three that lasted a minute and 14 seconds against the Ducks, that is an extremely encouraging thing for the New York Islanders. And it's something they really, really need to keep up. Now, one other thing I wanted to point out. You look at the shots on goal. Out of the top five players in shots on goal, three of them, well, let's say six because two players are tied for fifth. 
But through two games, three of the top five players in shots on goal are defensemen. Noah Dobson has eight shots. That leads all players. Ryan Pulak has seven. And Scotty Mayfield has five. Robin Sallow has four. So you see the defenseman and Sallow not getting as much ice time as some of these other guys. The defensemen are getting into the play and it is showing. And I think overall, the team is showing a little bit more of a we want to shoot the puck kind of a mentality. That is important. It's to me what it shows is that Lane Lambert was able to come in to this team, take over the team, watch the film from last year. Look, he was on the coaching staff last year. But he was able to examine this team and really, really say, this is what we need to work on and this is what we're going to do to try to fix this situation. And guess what? They did. So very, very impressive a good little piece of coaching there and encouraging signs early on from your New York Islanders. When we come back, we have an email question from a listener, plus we will preview tonight's game at the UBS Arena against the San Jose Sharks and our Islanders' birthday of the day, a four-time Stanley Cup winner with the Islanders who also won a gold medal for the United States. Let's see if you can guess Who that is shouldn't be too hard. All that still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just... Need to grab a quick bite? Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15. LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Islanders will be facing the San Jose Sharks tonight. But before we get to that, Want to get to uh, our question of the day, and this one comes from uh, Gail in White Plains, and Gail writes, When I went to the UBS Arena, I enjoyed looking at the banners for the eight retired numbers, Dennis Potman, Clark Gillies, Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, Bobby Nystrom, John Tonelli, Billy Smith, and Butch Goring. What seemed to be missing was the number one for Glenn Chico Resch. Having been a season ticket holder through the Islander dynasty years, I recollect that Chico was usually the starting goalie at the time they were winning Stanley Cups. I'm curious how it is that Billy Smith got the retired number, but not Chico Resch. Well, Gail, thank you so much for the email. It's a a good question, and I will answer it this way. 
Uh, Chico Resch was an outstanding goaltender for the New York Islanders. And, you know, he really started to make his mark in 74-75. And he played 12 playoff games for the Islanders that year, led them on that miraculous run to the Stanley Cup semifinals where they beat the Rangers in the preliminary round in overtime, beat the Penguins after being down 3 to nothing in the series, won four straight, won game seven, one to nothing, and then fell behind the, to the defending Stanley Cup champion Flyers three games to none, won three straight before losing the seventh game at the Spectrum in Philadelphia after Kate Smith saying, God bless America. But the thing is this, Chico Resch was a member of the New York Islanders for only one of their four Stanley Cup years, at least in the playoffs. And that was 79-80. And, you know, Chico was splitting time with Billy Smith throughout 75, 6, 76, 77, 77, 78, 78, 79, and 79, 80. And then toward the end of the 80, 81 season, the Islanders traded Chico to the Colorado Rockies, who later became the New Jersey Devils, uh, at late in the season. And they promoted Roland Melanson to be the backup goalie. The point is that Chico has one Stanley Cup ring with the New York Islanders, and he played in four playoff games that year with the Isles. It was Billy Smith who was the goaltender the, the, in most of the playoff games and who really sort of was more of the clutch goaltender, not to take anything away from Chico, because he was extremely extremely clutch in his own way. Uh, we talked about what he did in the 75 playoffs, for example. But at the end of the day, it was Billy Smith who was the goalie longer, stayed with the Islanders from their very first season all the way to the late 80s, and who really played more games in the playoffs when they were winning Stanley Cups. So the last playoff game that Chico Resch played in, uh, he played 20 minutes in a playoff game in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Flyers in 1980. That was his last Islanders playoff game. He was in goal a lot in the 79 series against the Rangers, which the Islanders lost. Um, and he was in goal against Toronto in 78 in that tough opening round seven-game series, quarterfinal round that the Islanders lost. So that's why Chico isn't there. And I, I think another reason is this. After Chico went to Colorado and then to New Jersey and Philadelphia, he went on to become a broadcaster with the Devils. And I think a lot of younger Islander fans, rightly or wrongly, uh, associate Chico Resch with the New Jersey Devils. And, you know... If you were an Islander fan in the 70s and 80s, you knew Chico and what a big part he played in getting the Islanders to become Stanley Cup contenders. But because it was Billy Smith who was the goalie for the four Stanley Cup years and beyond, he's up in the rafters and Chico 
while an all-time great Islander, uh, has not had his number retired. So that's the story. Uh, Gail, thank you so much for the email. Now, Sharks tonight against the Islanders. San Jose, they started the season early, played two games against the Nashville Predators in Prague, but they've played four games, and they are 0-4. Not a good start, to say the least, for the Sharks. They lost the two games to Nashville, lost at home against Carolina and Chicago, and in these four games, they have scored a grand total of six goals. No player has more than one goal right now through four games on this team. Eric Carlson leads the team with a goal and two assists, so he has three points. So does Mario Ferraro. But other than that, they're not getting the goal scoring, and their defense has been inconsistent, to say the least. This is a team, when you add the fact that they're traveling from California to New York, uh, start of a pretty lengthy road trip, that they are really just starting out a long rebuilding uh, period, this is not expected to be one of the better teams in this league this year. In fact, uh, the host of J.D. Young, the host of Locked on Sharks, said this team might even be really bad now that they're off to the 0-4 start. Uh, the line combinations for the Sharks, Tomas Hurdle centers Timo Meyer and Luke Kunin on the top line. That's a dangerous top line. We've talked about Meyer as a possible Islanders trade target if uh, the Sharks look to move him uh, later on this year. Second line, Logan Couture, center Steven Lorenz and Kevin LeBanc. Uh, Nick Benino is the third-line pivot with Oscar Lindblom to his left, Matthew Nieto to his right, and Nico Sturm centers Yona Gajevich and Evgeny Svechnikov on the fourth line. The defensive pairings, Jacob Megna and Eric Carlson are the top pairing. Carlson, by far, their best offensive defensemen, Matt Benning and Pickles, Mark Edward Vlasic are the second pair, and Mario Ferraro and Radim Simek are the third pair. The goaltending duo, it's either Capo Kakinen or James Reimer. Right now, it is uh, Reimer who's playing better. He is a 2.56 goals against average and a 9.24 save percentage. Kakinen, uh, a 4.10 goals against average and an 8.14 save percentage. They have been alternating games. They've each played two games. It was Kakinen who went in the last game against Chicago so we're probably going to face Reimer. Uh, the penalty kill for San Jose has been perfect, just like the Islanders, which is a surprise when you're 0-4. The power play, however, only hitting at 6.3%. Again, we're early in the season, but that ranks them 26th. And the Sharks are 30th in the league in shooting percentage, scoring at only 5.5% of their shots on goal. Should be a good game tonight. Islanders with a chance to really build on their win over Anaheim. And, you know, theoretically, this is a game that they should and hopefully will uh, find a way to win. We've got more to get to on today's show. Uh, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. But first, thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen, game-to-game -game NHL. 
every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yesterday was the 66th birthday of former Islanders defenseman and Miracle on Ice defenseman Ken Morrow. Morrow, a native of Flint, Michigan, drafted by the Islanders back in 1976 in the fourth round, 68th overall, and uh, spent four years at Bowling Green State University, then was on the U.S. Olympic team that beat the Russians and won gold medal at Lake Placid, part of the miracle on ice. Joined the Islanders after the Olympics and won a Stanley Cup, becoming the first player in NHL history to win an Olympic gold medal and a Stanley Cup in the same season. And stayed with the Islanders until the 88-89 season when a knee injury forced him to retire. And it cut his career short. He only played 550 career NHL games, a very physical and steady defenseman, but not a big point producer, never scored more than 19 points or five goals in any NHL season, 17 career goals in those 550 games, 105 points, 309 penalty minutes. But here's the thing. He played 127 playoff games, all with the Islanders, 11 goals, 33 points, and 97 penalty minutes, Ken Morrow lifted his game when the stakes were highest. We go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, and of course, it is a playoff game. April 20th, 1981, at the Northlands Coliseum in Edmonton, Islanders and Oilers, Roland Melanson, the goalie for the Isles, Andy Moog in between the pipes for the Oilers, so many Hall of Famers in this game, and it was the Oilers getting on the board first. This is, by the way, game four of this series. Islanders entering the, the game with a 2-1 to one series lead and a chance to take command of the series in Edmonton. Oilers got on the board first. Clark Gilley sent off for holding, and Paul Coffey scores his fourth of the playoffs unassisted on the power play at 3-0-2. And then, a little more than two minutes later, Yari Curry, another Hall of Famer, his fifth from Wayne Gretzky and Gary uh, Lavrievere at 519, Isles down by two. But the Islanders rebound. Paul Coffey sent off for cross-checking, and Dennis Potvan, his sixth from Mike Bossy and Bob Bourne at 757, makes it two to one. And later in the period, Bobby Nystrom, his second of the playoffs, John Tonelli and Wayne Merrick with the helpers at 1611, Islanders tie it up at two after one period. In the second, the Islanders' power play gets to work. Glenn Anderson off for tripping. Brian Trottier cashes in for the Isles. His eighth from Mike Bossy makes it three to two. But <clears throat> a little less than two minutes later, Mark Messier ties it for Edmonton. His first from Doug Hicks at 10:46, three-three hockey game. John Tanelli makes it four-three Isles. At the 13:52 mark of the second period, his second of the playoffs, Gordy Lane with the assist, and the Isles lead 4-3 after 40 minutes. But in the third, Gord Lane heads off for tripping, 
and Brett Callaghan makes it a 4-4 game, his third of the playoffs. Glenn Anderson and Wayne Gretzky with the assist at seven minutes even. The game goes to overtime. And who gets the winner? The clutch man himself, or Islander's birthday of the day, Kenny Morrow, his first of the playoffs at 541, an unassisted overtime playoff winner. And the Islanders skate away with a 5-4 overtime road playoff win, beating Wayne Gretzky and the Oilers and taking a 3-1 lead in the series. They would end up winning in six games. For Ken Morrow, a playoff overtime game winner, of course, his most famous playoff overtime game winner, coming in game five of that preliminary series in 1983 against uh, 84, excuse me, against the New York Rangers that uh, eliminated the Rangers in what was probably the best game in the history of the rivalry. So Kenny Morrow, soft-spoken, physical, big, great defensive defenseman, nice guy, interviewed him for my book, and uh, he was always generous with his time and his memories, and uh, working still for the Islanders organization. So happy birthday, a day late now. To Kenny Morrow, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Before we get going, just wanted to uh, mention one other thing. Michael Dalcole, who the Islanders did not re-sign this offseason, he had a PTO with the uh, Ottawa Senators, did not get a uh, contract from them, ends up signing now with a team in Finland, Turan Palacera, I hope I'm even coming close to that. I cannot pretend that I speak any real Finnish. But uh, TPS is the uh, nickname of the team uh, and or the abbreviation for the team. So Michael Dalcole off to Finland to hopefully rejuvenate his career and get back on track. And we certainly wish him all the best in that Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have our key takeaways and analysis from tonight's game against the Sharks. And a whole lot more. We'll also have our, uh, we will have our first farm report of the year. So make sure you join us for that busy show coming up tomorrow. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islander.